familiar with this internets so yes I'm, I'm, you could say I'm from the internets okay is it different from the intranets yes okay well you're the electrician <laughs> uh, but if you do have any questions for Shane you can reach out to either of us at the uh, addresses we mentioned and we'll pass on any questions relating to bodybuilding or electricity all others we will ignore uh, so week 10 starts or i'm sorry episode 10 we're not week 10 yet it's uh moving right ahead but uh here at the close of week two uh minute 10 uh it starts with uh dylan talking about the time that him and dutch got some sort of lighters in the most i mean we listen to this thing yeah less than 10 times more than five and I cannot get it. It's, it's it was in '72, uh, so it's got to be Vietnam. And he I said think, north of Way is what I. I, I thought he. I thought I heard '72 north of Hanoi. North of Hanoi. Yeah. What'd you hear? At the uh, Hanoi. Yeah, that's how. All right. So okay. we'll assume that. So we looked up to see what were the major operations '72. Yeah. It's possible that they're referencing Thunderhead, which was Seal Operation Thunderhead, Operation Thunderhead not just a big storm cloud. <laughs> Oh, you guys get some lighters. That was a real bad storm. Vietnam was weak. They should have torch lighters for that, I guess. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> who cares? Which was classified, but then yeah. again, uh, Jesse Ventura was a SEAL, so he may have. He may have known, yeah. So he, he may, may, he may said, have oh, committed a. Felony I'll just say it was 72, because you know? <laughs> it wasn't declassified until much later. Uh, but that was the actual that operation. A little bit of trivia. Uh, was the last SEAL to die, and yeah. Vietnam the last Navy SEAL, not the. They were trying to variety. rescue two escaped POWs from a prison camp. Yeah, it was it was nonsense. I mean, the whole yeah. I was the description of it was longer than the novelization of Predator. I, I don't know what happened. It didn't go well. Okay. Um, you know, obviously Navy Seal died, but uh, he was the gentleman who died was given a bronze star when it was finally declassified. Uh, oh. So you know, he's got that going for him. Well, never enter a land war in Asia. Yeah. Uh, and this minute ends uh, with Dylan looking apprehensively down at a green screen. Um, so here we get to see a little more about the characters. Before we saw how yeah. Dutch's team is a, you know, they're a silly, goofy bunch of guys. Maybe their language could use a little cleaning up. But, and, and all they they're mean good. Tag, very yeah, they're they're, they're, at, they're They're fun. They're, they got, they're tight. And, uh, but now there's this new guy, right? Dylan's here, and he's trying to impress them about stuff that happened in 1972. Yeah. Let me tell you, it does not go well. Uh, no, he no. gets some magical spit on his boot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it looked like a llama might have spit across the helicopter. Yeah, but point. from a 90-degree angle, yeah. how did he do that? I guess he could have maybe helicoptered it. Um, 
Could even uh, I guess uh, curveball, a spitball. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Just, Maybe oh. banked it off the wall. But. Now, had, had <laughs> any of the helicopter doors been opened up to that point yet, or were they still no? Because at the at the end we see them opening. Okay, yeah. so that's yeah. not yeah. an explanation. Okay. Yeah, the wind no, maybe. So. Yeah, so for whatever reason, when Blaine spits, it lands perpendicular to the toe, um, or you know, however you want to think of it, the parallel yeah. to his shoulders. Uh, and it's good, it's a good amount. It's perfectly across the middle, but equal on both sides. Um, and this leads to what looks like going to be a confrontation uh, yep. between Dylan and Blaine. Yep, he bows up. Uh, yeah. Dylan does a little bit and, and says, that's a nasty habit you've got there. Yeah, he's, understatement. But right? it's set up, right? We get a little yeah. dramatic tension. He he holds his hand out. He gives him the crooked finger. You know, come on, come here. you got to listen to this. Yep. They might punch him. Uh Blaine's not at all intimidated. No. Uh, as uh, my sister kind pointed out, he's already it already looks like he's been punched in the chin. He's got a perfect kind of spherical hole. Yeah. You could put like guacamole uh, or something right in the middle yeah. of his chin. It's a very well-defined uh, chin. Very yeah. admirable. I mean, it's desirable like, chin to have. Yeah. Very manly. It's sort of know. like the, uh, the the dish on the Death Star, in yeah. a way. Or know? on the E-73 century. <laughs> well, that protrudes more out. You know, yeah, it's well, like a... So yeah, he might be able to shoot some sort of focused laser from his and chin. Destroy Certainly some kind of pus, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe when he was a kid. I, <laughs> teenager, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, and he leans in, and when he hears that all he's getting is a gentle reprimand about his habits, he pulls back, smirking. Yes, the expression yes. Clearly yeah. not afraid of this man. Dylan really uh, not very impressed with his reaction. Yeah. He's not very assertive. In, no, yeah. he hasn't established like you know command. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. He, yeah, he didn't dominate. He no, not at all. Of, you know, alpha male him or whatever. You yeah, want to call no, not at all. Failed. So I mean, obviously here, I mean, Dylan is supposed to take over the operation after evaluating the situation <laughs> at the target site, right? Once they track these people down, but clearly the men are only going to follow Dutch. Yeah. Yes. He, he puts the ass in a cess. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and speaking of Dutch, we see him taking command. Uh, the red lights start to flash. Uh, gentle siren starts to play that we're assuming they can all hear. Yep. And uh, he hears something. He cocks his head in a sort of RCA uh, Victor pose of hearing something in his headphone. Probably confirmation from that AWAC that the landing zone's clear. That's a great reference clip, but I just wanted to mention <laughs> <Thank> that. <you. laughs> this, this podcast only if you're over 50. <laughs> I think I referenced some other 1920s thing before. Um, and then we see, one of the things I really like about this film, um, you know, kind of somewhat jokingly, but it really does amuse me, is the hand motions. I have no idea how much these are truly based on real hand motions that a group might use if they couldn't hear each other. Yeah. Um, although it's a little weird because we've already established that we hear each other just fine and it's like, refrigerator silence that is this helicopter mm -hmm. but for whatever reason he goes to hand signals the hand signal being his right pointer finger up spins in a circle like an upside down blender and yep. then he grabs it with the whole fist of the other hand like he's going to try and pull his own finger off my best guess here i think the the spinning circle finger is like let's go mm -hmm. i've seen that used in other films i think i've used it myself in like a loud bar and i think it just means you know if you're kind of 
helicoptering that finger around means like let's circle you know grab everyone up let's roll and i'm thinking maybe that when he grabs his finger like hook hook onto the line yes cable up yeah yeah totally. that's i mean totally. that's kind of like if i was seeing that and i was like this is my first day in the military and they took me along for some reason much like uh dylan i might understand <laughs> yeah. like okay I, I get the john idea i mean i'm probably gonna figure out anyway i'm not just gonna go launching myself through a green screen just because no uh you know it's the door's open now I mean that could be dangerous, especially if it's the helicopter's more than a foot off the ground. So. Right. And I mean they're obviously close enough to cable down, but uh, I, and it is a very. I actually asked if it was a green screen, even though you know if you look at it, it's the only thing it could be. They didn't have. I mean they might have shot some of this in a helicopter. Mm -hmm. They may even shot some of this in a helicopter while flying, maybe. But this scene where they're opening the door, it's it looks like those old like 1950s cop films where they're in a car and stuff's happening yeah. behind them i don't think you can get insurance for that so i don't think they're gonna put the <laughs> uh, cast in there with the open helicopter door yeah who knows i mean that close to the you know in brazil especially yeah god knows what's happening there in that national park they, they might just go run and party i don't know and what, do you remember where this was filmed what, it was like it was filmed in some pretty you know, some serious jungle. Oh, um, much uh, yeah, more serious was, than the national parks in Brazil. I that's say. later, or that's oh, earlier. I think we talked about. I don't yeah. want to say like Venezuela, Costa Rica, somewhere in that. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was Mexico. Venezuela. There was. There was Mexico. definitely some in Mexico. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, was Venice? No, it wasn't. Wasn't Venezuela? Uh, no, Guatemala. Yeah. Maybe? Guatemala. That would yeah. make more sense. Some of um, Star Wars was filmed in Guatemala, so I think it was an easier, easier place to make deals with than Venezuela was in the eighties. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it's a pretty good scene, uh, a lot of action again, a lot of establishing the different ways that these characters are going to communicate. Um, it strikes me that this film, and I never really realized it until doing it this, and admittedly we're only in the 10th minute, to me this way you realize there's not a lot of dialogue in this film. Right. There is a lot that is happening in between, between looks and actions and the way people react to stuff, uh, a lot of big long pauses or you know responses that are just looks at each other I, it's really well done in this i mean it, it works too because you're trying to establish that these are you know men of action and you know they're not going to talk their way through stuff they just do things and i think that this is a good way to do that you know just have them all be like the strong silent types but you know that doesn't always make for the best film if everyone's just right. sitting around looking and thinking so you got to show them some way of what they're thinking right no they do they do a really good job, um, pretty much. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, the whole less is more approach is, I think, done used very well. Because when you get a bunch of when you get a bunch of these guys, yeah, okay, great, macho dudes with big guns and whatnot. You really don't want to. You're not there to listen to their drama, their their their, their dialogue with one another. You're not you're not there to, because you're interested in how everyone feels about each other. You're basically there because you want to see these dudes get on the ground and then start shooting things. I mean, yeah, people it's make expendables. You should take note of that. Yes. <laughs> I don't really care who used to be friends with whom. Just, just let them just start punching. We do, I don't watch those movies for plot. Yeah, let the, the us fill in. The story's pretty the straightforward. I mean, yeah. yeah, we. There's not a. I mean, yeah. Even if the predator never shows up, I'm, I've got. A, yeah. I'm fine with the film as it's going right now. You know? Yeah. I go in and shoot some dudes up and get a cabinet minister. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that is. I mean, I mean, I think, I think this movie overall does. 
Yeah. It does really well with letting letting the viewer fill in their own gaps mm-hmm. and apply your own judgments to each character. And then whatever you you choose, it's really not that important to the rest of the film to what's actually happening in the film. It's so simplistic. Yeah, you, I, know? I, you know, so you can't help but like it. Yeah, whenever you get a group like this, whenever you can get a you know a group of guys or a group of girls, whomever, it allows you also you know think about a movie like The Hangover or anything else like that. Uh, Ghostbusters, an ensemble cast like this, you can find one that you kind of identify with, mm-hmm. you know, by making sure that they're all distinct. Uh, I would say, I don't know, remember when I was a kid, I probably maybe saw myself as Schwarzenegger, I'm not sure, but now I definitely, if I were going to be someone in this, I think I'd be, I'm thinking I'm Poncho. Yeah. You? Uh, probably Hawkins. Hawkins. I, would, I would die first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'd blame die first. Oh, no, that's right. Blaine dies going after Hawkins. Yeah. Why did the Predators shoot Hawkins first? He's the least threat. And I thought, they, uh, you know what? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> what about you, Shane? You, you, you kind of got a Jesse the Body thing going on, I could see. Uh, he's a little more confrontational. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, yeah. I honestly, Hawkins probably is kind of goofy. Well, the joke whole thing, you know, the yeah. joke thing and stuff. Right? What about he's Billy? Too, Oh, really? Yeah, he's too quiet too. Yeah, he just he might be more of a poncho type. He's there making jokes, yeah. acting a fool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, poncho. I, yeah, like like very very large. Probably poncho. that's what I think. Of. <laughs> I think of. you know what? Remember, all these guys are huge. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only one who could fit in. They'd be like, okay, you're size. <laughs> Probably even Shane Black's twice my size. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny though. You know, you think that, but probably. I say that, but I'm really more of a, uh, I'm probably more of a Dylan. <laughs> real life. That, that dog noise that you're hearing is actually the sound that's made whenever I'm correct. So that's why you hear it so little. Yes, <laughs> well, uh, with the that. The correctometer. <laughs> the correctometer. <laughs> we might change this to a wacky morning radio DJ show. <laughs> Get a flush sound. Anyway, we've totally got this. Is what happens on Friday? Yeah. I think everyone had a few, uh, you know, TJF cocktails as we were getting oh, started. Oh yeah, wearing my Acapulco. Got shirt. into the dip a little bit, the chew, the, the shot. Yeah. You know, just for research purposes. For research and, only, of course. Yeah. Medicinal. And medicinal, I, medicinal, medicinal chat. I, I would say it became more of a sexual brontosaurus. <laughs> I find I find some wise. Maybe it's less, different for everyone. Less aggressive and kind of just you know. Yeah. Yeah. Less predatory. Yeah. It's more vegetarian. <laughs> he just got like, yeah. Just lay there and occasionally be disproved. <laughs> He's very big. Yeah. <laughs> and not existent. Yeah, I don't think it's a real animal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> What's the ones that they got now? The raptors. Oh, that would be Oh, the velociraptors. Yeah. In and out yeah. real fast. Attack from the side. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. From the side. From behind. the side. Yeah. Oh, wow. Certainly not worried about satisfying anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Only worried about themselves. Very selfish. (laughs) What about that one that spits acid at Newman? Oh, that would be a spitter. I don't, I don't know what that that actually was. Is that really what it's called? No, oh, Asaurus. I think like you know uh, when the action figure was like probably called the spitter or something. I'm sure there's like a 14 year old kid somewhere that doesn't want to admit that he knows that. Yeah, there's a bunch of dinosaur people. I mean, it's based on a real dinosaur. I think there's a Jurassic Park movie too, man. Now we've got so many crossovers. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is actually Predator Minute, so, and you have made it uh, through week two, uh, so you deserve a little chew in your life, so enjoy your mouth cancer. And if you are still alive, uh, next Monday, I think we are still looking through our guest list to see who we can line up. Yeah. 
a lot of possibilities, but I want to thank Shane very much for joining us this week. We brought it's him good on to, to have you. Yeah, we brought Thanks him for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. To talk about uh, bodybuilding and weightlifting because of the guy's huge arms at the beginning. So I think that anyone that saw that, that said, hey, I want to look like that, if uh, Monday was a great day for that listener. <laughs> um, <laughs> 4,000 uh, calories in every single pack for that one mission. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, well MREs. Is that, uh, and per day. Yeah. And it, I never see him do any push-ups. I see him do some work. You know what? We'll discuss that later when we see him do it. Until then. <laughs>